Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome back to the Convert's Marriage and Family Series. I'm Ooh. Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ellie, the host for this mini-series mini together with Brother Siddiq, whom you're all familiar with. On the previous episode, we heard a sharing from a married couple about raising a family or as a convert and partner. Today... With us, we have Brother Ismail and Brother Adil, who, who are both children of converts like myself, to share their insights, experiences, and lessons growing up as a second-generation Muslim, or what you call children of convert. Alright, so our previous two episodes have focused on the convert's marriage from different perspectives, from a perspective of a couple who just got married, from a perspective of another convert couple who have been raising their son, and right now, we are trying to capture the perspective of second-generation Muslims. So both of them are second-generation Muslims, like what Sis Alina mentioned. And they will be sharing uh, with all of us here today on the challenges they face as a second-generation Muslim growing up pertaining to their own cultural identity. So inshallah, uh, you know, it's a very, very blessed night to have both of them on our podcast. But they have not been on their podcast and this is our, their first time. So we will get them to introduce themselves uh, first before going into the topic of the day. And uh, how that's going to happen is that they're going to share with us uh, their Islamic journey, a short one. And then after that, their uh, experience as a second gen growing up. So yes, both of them have been gesturing right in front of my face uh, <laughs> on who to start first. So I'll just leave it to them to decide. I'm sure they've had their plans figured out. Assalamualaikum everyone. Yeah, my name is Adil. Okay, so uh, yes, like what Siddiq have said, I am a second-gen Muslim. Uh, I am a Chinese Javanese to be exact, and my race. And yeah, I have well throughout my whole life, I didn't really. I was more of the rebellious kind of kid. I didn't really embrace Islam as a start, mainly because um, I didn't uh, take my studies and my knowledge in Islam very seriously. Alright, so like right now, uh, even though uh, that has happened throughout my whole life, um, I think I would like to just start off first by saying that I think it was a bit funny, first of all, culturally growing up with cousins from my maternal side being Muslim and Malay, while my paternal side was Chinese filled with Christians, Catholics and Taoists. Now, growing up, my parents sent me to DACC with Darul Alkam for weekly classes, but throughout my whole life again, like I said, I think it was all those classes were basically a waste of time. Because I didn't see myself improving at all in Ikra, especially. And I, I was always stuck at the beginner stage like, all my life. Yeah. Now, furthermore, growing up in a Catholic all-boys school, I also didn't have the best influences nor the setting for me to actually uh, grow up as a good Muslim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'll pass the time now to Ismail. Okay. <coughs> so, your intro was uh, amazing. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Ismail. Uh, well, uh, on my IC previously was Ismail bin Osman uh, and it didn't have my Chinese name but uh, I, I had it in now so it's Ismail Weiliang Osman um, Yep, so I'm one quarter Malay three quarter Chinese my paternal grandfather is the Malay uh, I was brought up as a Muslim so like uh, uh, prayers with the family um, 
and uh, culturally, uh, I celebrate Chinese New Year, uh, Lantern Festival, uh, Mooncake uh, Festival, uh, and also uh, so basically Chinese lah uh, festivals. I also know how to play mahjong, uh, and also celebrate Hari Raya Puasa and Haji lah. Yeah, and, and yep, that would be my background. Alhamdulillah. So we have both of you with quite different backgrounds. Uh, but I did grow up in a more Malay culture background. But but Ismail was more of a Chinese background, right? Mm-hmm. So Alhamdulillah, I'm I'm so happy that of of the spectrum we have here. And now, uh, inshallah, Sister Nina, you can start asking your questions. So let's uh p- firstly, I want to know what was your experience like as a second generation Muslim, or uh, how how did you get exposed to Islam and learning Islam and and everything? How how was it? Was it through up? your family, uh, growing up, or was was it did it happen at a later stage of your life? Oh okay, so <laughs> so the question was. How was the experience in growing up? Oh okay, so so when I was young, I went to to Faha. So it was. Uh, it started out as a English education center, uh, for Islamic knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for convert um, children of converts. Yeah. So I went there until primary six. Yeah. Then I stopped. Then I uh, rebelled from sec one to <laughs> sec four and JC. <laughs> you know, uh, as a teenage uh, kids would. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, then. Um, I was quite chill, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, going through my life normally, you know, as a kid. <laughs> uh, then uh, I guess the turning point. Uh, you were chill. Was it because like your family influence, or was it because maybe other factors like school or your just mm-hmm. your age? So 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 my father was born as a Muslim, but he's mixed. Uh. So he's Chinese Malay, uh, Malay. Oh, yeah. So my mom's the Teochew convert. She's Chinese. Uh, she was from Buddhist background. Then after that, she went to Christian school, embraced Christianity, met my dad, and love is blind. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> embraced uh, Islam. Yeah, in a sense. So, so that's why there's this uh, mix of cultural heritage that I have, where I celebrate Chinese um, celebrations as well as like I go Christmas also for to my cousin's place because it's a family tradition. Yeah, and they don't sing carols, so it's normally just playing games and <laughs> it's a gathering. Yeah, celebration because uh, my mom's side has Christians. So, so was was that influence kind of a major contributing factor to the reason why you weren't too intimate with Islam growing up and into secondary school? Family culture thing or it's it's more of like when you become serious about Islam. So I think. Up to JC, I was like just living my life, so so I wasn't going for any Islamic courses before JC. So you, about you so you mentioned uh Tufaha, right? Yeah, which Tufaha. is a English providing uh madrasa, yeah. BM madrasa. Weekend madrasa. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't know that. You uh, that's interesting. Like that, it started from a convert, right? And you initially. Mm-hmm. Men so, for children of converts. So the principal was a convert herself, <coughs> and probably uh, Sidik will find <laughs> the principal and continue with that story. Ah, uh. inshallah, we will find her on Convert Central one day. <laughs> we will track her down. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so so yeah she she's the principal of Tufaha then uh the those kids that come for Tufaha lessons uh, are usually uh, kids or converts um one is uh, mostly mixed bloods as well like Chinese Malay or Chinese Arab usually we have the Chinese uh, because Singaporean majority Chinese myself and brother Adil we went to that and this yes. you also mentioned just now uh, DACC mm-hmm. uh Darul Arkham children classes and youth school so was uh learning Islam or was Islam um part of a li- became part of your life through that and this like through formal uh, education I don't really think it was that and this i think it was more it really just came from a personal point of view i think for more just like learning islam by myself mm-hmm. not really from that and this mm-hmm. so i think i just start off first how i got exposed to islam and then mm-hmm. islam growing up so yep. i always prayed for good things to come into my life uh, especially in primary 5 so i remember going through like such a tough time because i was like literally like feeling meth and just getting by with other subjects yep. so actually there came a day where i decided like after not praying like my five daily prayers right i just decided to just try asa for a start mm-hmm. you know and after that right all those just like came in and then just took me off my misery yeah, was inside uh, primary 5 primary 5 yeah wow, just okay. in primary 5 i don't know why it came into my mind like, yeah. i just saw myself there was no solution but allah uh. so yeah i just tried it out and then things got better um sure, my grades started to get better my Definitely mental more ones than me <laughs> <laughs> my mental health started to get better also yeah, yeah. then like from then on i just started to pray daily lah then i also watch youtube videos like i'm not too sure whether you guys know but like youtube channels like merciful servant yeah. uh prophet's path i love you allah those were the ones that i know i i mean as a, as a teenager i think we grew up right me and ismail also or anyone here in this podcast is like we go through trials and tribulations uh channels already on youtube yeah that time, yeah, time oh, maybe not specifically maybe other channels okay, but okay. yeah like, i mean like th- that was my go-to to find out inspiration to find yeah. out how to get through like this kind of trials and tribulation so like in sec one sec two of course you will like be infatuated by girls mm-hmm. you, you'll fall in mm-hmm. love and then sometimes you get depressed blah 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 yeah. whatever and yeah of course yeah. you will like yeah like, then you will just try to find out like um you know how to go through depression how to go through anxiety how to go through uh, how to like recover from failure mm. i think that was one more important thing especially growing up as a student you know mm. so along the way um i think i just went about like i thought that was what a perfect muslim was supposed to be yeah. doing just praying um watching inspirational videos and yeah. maybe reading quran but i never took the extra extra step to actually find out what was the beauty in islam you know uh-huh. there was so much more actually to like until um actually in 2019 and 2020 lah where i met someone mm-hmm. and i fell in love with her and everything came uh, like came just came together because uh through her i actually found out about um many different things the, the more hidden beauty of islam where i learned about uh islamic value meal I'm yeah. not too sure whether you guys know about it, but yeah, by Ustaz Tamliho. Yeah. Uh, Ustaz Tamliho also like played a huge part, you know, in my development as a Muslim because he taught me about um, Iqra. He taught me about the certain methods how to how to pronounce Arabic words. Then from then on, also she also brought me to Darul Hufas Learning Center where I got to touch up on my Iqra. And now I'm actually alhamdulillah through the hard work I'm already on my last book. Mm-hmm. From from begin from being a beginner all my life, I finally mm-hmm. am. Almost close to being an expert in reciting everything. Really, really, you know? So yeah, that that is amazing, and you know, I think when I was primary five, of course I was still Muslim, <laughs> but I just recall looking forward to end school so I can go to the playground and 
You know, that, that was my life You know, I was primary 5 I yeah. played Naruto But secondary school already yeah. <laughs> same, same I, did, I, I think I was the same year Naruto Yeah, yeah and yeah, it was, yeah, it was, So much playground times I was Yeah so you know, actually, I just learned about something uh, sitting down with you guys today. Uh, you know, uh, you guys have had normal, pretty normal Muslim childhoods, right? I mean, uh, I think any Muslim might pre- just relate to your uh, childhood experiences, you know. But I, I, I would just, I'm just wondering to capture the part where you know, uh, you guys as second gen Muslims, right? Did you guys face any challenges growing up from that side of your background? Like did that side of your background or your family uh affect your development as a Muslim growing up? Do you face any challenges and how do you guys get past these challenges? Or there wasn't, you know, like it can be both ways. Like for example for my for me, like uh my dad is a Chinese convert, right? So when I put on the hijab and I had to face obviously I have to face <laughs> my relatives from you know, my, my dad's family. Uh then I I could feel sometimes a bit judged or a bit like making them uncomfortable because uh how far the side is a Chinese yeah because family. they they are uh Chinese Buddhists and stuff so uh they weren't very comfortable when I started putting on hijab and stuff so yep. that was something that I I don't think you were face from a born Muslim mm-hmm. Malay family you see yeah. like because you know born Muslim pure born Muslim Malay family. All your family are Muslims Even if they are not practicing Or not wearing hijab They understand it And they are Okay with it You yeah. see So I, I yeah. do recall at the start of the year This year Chinese New Year came And because we do visiting right mm-hmm. Since Elena had a hijab on And she was asking me On some solutions To balance the problems She was talking about You know what she said She said that When she's visiting Her relative's house She put on the uh, she, won't, she, won't, she won't put on the hijab And then she was counting Like can I I'll wear my hijab I'll not wear my hijab Around my cousins Are there people Who can see me without hijab Cause family right It's yeah. Chinese New Year mm-hmm. And then she says After she leaves the house She'll put on the hijab Cause mm-hmm. she's outside So I guess like These are the issues that Potentially Chinese Muslims may face uh, What about you guys Do you guys have This kind of experiences yourselves Okay uh, I think I can link up with uh, The The parents Who bring up converts mm-hmm. As well mm-hmm. So Maybe uh, As a male I don't think I, I would face the same thing as <laughs> Elena, <laughs> uh, and and probably have less uh, social pressures outside yeah. of probably with relatives or anything. Because we, we don't really look outwardly Muslims. Yeah. Because we don't stand out. Yeah. Right? yeah. So so I think it's more internal. Yeah. So like uh, as normal relationships, you always have up and downs. So like my parents, uh, there was a point in time in JC time when. Uh, the relationship was a little uh, distraught lah. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so it was it was the time when my parents' relationship wasn't that good. Although now it's it's alhamdulillah very alhamdulillah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so they were fighting uh, during my A levels, yeah. So and they were fighting because of uh, religion, because my my mom comes from a. a my my Hayana Buddhist uh, family, which which is Buddhism and absorbs different like uh, religions such as Taoism or or an- family ancestral worship. So Mahayana Buddhism. Then she went to uh, she embraced Christianity and embraced Islam. So so her her thoughts and beliefs w- will be unique. Yeah. <laughs> so as 
everyone here, our belief systems are slightly different, you know. Yeah. And as people, we always have different views and yeah. they might clash. Yeah. So I believe that for interfaith marriages yeah. or in inter-race marriages, yeah. there will be that that uh, that clash to to manage. Yeah. So during my JC time, that clash wasn't that managed that well. Yeah. So so that was when uh, I woke up lah. Like, why are they fighting? You know, because uh, after twenty years of having me, then fight. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there must be something important lah, yeah. for for them to fight. So so that's when uh, I started to learn about region and alhamdulillah my place is quite near to Darakam. Yeah. So I went to Darakam, Ustaz Saiful Rahman, uh, who's uh, who was a previous NUS uh, lawyer, uh, practicing lawyer. Uh, he's very good in interfaith as well because he teaches Christianity at a uh, uni level uh, in the US and got best professor, uh, best teaching, uh, best teacher award for two years straight, yeah. teaching Christianity. <laughs> so, so he was he had very strong interfaith background la. While while I went for his classes, I was also going to uh, the Theravada um, Buddhist uh, temple near my place. So I was learning from there as well, and I was learning some Bible studies lah. Uh, to to understand why my parents were fighting, mm. yeah. So that was when I started to learn, lah. Mm. Yeah. Would Would you say that? Okay. So that was the challenge you you faced, right? I mean, of course, I think like normal, uh, even between two born Muslims, a marriage between them would have that kind of friction. But when it comes to a convert, it's much, much more pronounced, you know, because it's a lot of, uh, uh adverse. Uh, concepts uh, coming to Islam as a convert, right? You don't really know or, or what mazhab, you know, what which is the best or whatever. You don't really know that, you know. Yes, there is Shia and Sunni. That's all. That's all. Uh, normal things, no. But you come to Islam, realize that okay, there are different uh the- theological sects as well. And then I can jump into that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course, if you want to. So so this was the internal battle between religions, right? Yeah. Uh, between within my family, mm. but then. When I started to learn, obviously you have uh, inclinations of sort. Mm. So I think I leaned uh, quite strongly, <laughs> quite strongly to a uh, slightly hard line where where I uh, when I grew up, when I was growing up, culture was fine. Yeah, you know, I I could immerse myself in Chinese culture. I could immerse myself in Malay culture. It's what normal. But then when I got like. But in that sense, yeah. then I got a little headline where I denounced uh, culture and tried to push away culture uh, from religion per se. Well, actually, religion both, is a both culture. Uh, culture. I would say, uh, I would say, almost, I would just focused on religion mm. and whatever that uh, was not was not religion in my. Yeah. Uh, in my limited <laughs> sight, in my limited knowledge, was not valid. Yeah. So, so I was more of like cancelling a lot of things around me. So that was a phase. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I had beautiful teachers mm-hmm. such as like Ustaz Saifur Rahman, Ustaz uh, Mukhtar, Ustaz Nozirus, mm-hmm. uh, who who do not do that. Yeah. But uh, after sitting with them uh, for like. One year, two year each. Then, then uh, I learn my lesson, lah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, at least I wasn't that hard lined anymore, lah. So it was it was the kind of friction within your family 
that caused you to seek out this knowledge yeah, yeah, and kind of started your path towards back to Islam. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, I mean, that, I guess that was a big blessing on its own, right? Yeah. And what, what about Adil? Did, did you have that kind of challenges that uh, Ismail or... Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely not Adina, right? I hope. Not no, the no, kind no, of challenges that she was going no. through growing up. <laughs> but like, maybe, do you relate to Brother Ismail okay. or she was something? Uh, first of all, uh, the, in all honesty, um, when I grew up, my dad already was quite um, concrete in his faith in Islam already, you know? Yeah. So, Alhamdulillah. I think, so I didn't really experience a lot of those kind of problems that I think Brother Ismail was facing. So but, deal really. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, I did hear stories before. Mm. I did hear them because just like your your mom, right, Brother Ismail, I think my dad, my dad was not, I think, sorry, my dad did uh, actually uh, try Christianity at first. So, so I think that uh, at that time, I'm not too sure whether he already met my mom in JC. Yeah. But um, yeah, trying out Christianity at first, he shared with me. I think I also had to go through and understand how, what he was going through at that point of time. Yeah. So, um, like I told you guys also, right? I don't really, I think he's, he's okay with me sharing with this. Um, as a person, when he fell in love with my mother in JC, he had to... Um, run away from home during Chinese New Year because yeah. Yeah, there was bako at home, he couldn't eat it. And he loved my mother so much that he had to run away. And he was so scary that, uh, you know, my, I don't know, my Akong is a really fierce guy. I hope your mom hears this. Yeah. And, and, you know, Inshallah, I will share with them, Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad was really inspiring, you know. I think yeah. to just know all the problems that he was going through like that, like he had to run away from home. And my dad, my, my grandfather, my Akong, he was actually a hunter last time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, he had a gun and everything in his house, like those older, older versions. So it's quite scary the things that my dad usually describe mm. what my outcome would do when he's angry. So, yeah, I think I, I don't have much to say about this as a channel because I told you my dad really was quite concrete in his faith. Mm, I think, like what Brother Ismail and uh, mentioned about the um, conflict and, and the arguments, right? Actually, I, uh, I think it's quite a bit, quite a common. Or relatable challenge because yeah like like what you said also the convert does uh has has a prior background in different religion so some of some of the beliefs and practices of islam uh will be alien yeah yeah will be alien and you have to um teach and so there will be this kind of discussions and arguments and stuff. So, like, I have other friends of uh who are children of converts. I I know one who's um, that's I'm not sure if that's a civil marriage or or if the that actually converted but isn't practicing or um yeah but but it's basically like the father and the daughter is uh, openly. Uh, eating pork and everything mm. like like a normal Chinese uh, non-Muslim. Then the mother and the son is uh, praying like a Muslim. Mm. So it's it's quite com- confusing when you have um, those kind of things. But that's a very a very extreme case. I think uh, even in normal Muslim families you'll find that mm. where because in a family you don't always have uh, all practicing Muslims. Mm. And and you need to learn how to uh, do uh, share your knowledge with wisdom. Sometimes even uh, acting out and not speaking might be the best of manners. Because the more you speak to them, the more uh, worse it gets. Uh, that's uh, 
Yeah, and uh, I take back my word about alien. Uh, because sometimes, like when I was learning Buddhism, I love the spirituality part of it, because mm-hmm. it it mirrored a lot of what my teachers were teaching as well. Yes. Like yeah, in Islam. So so like in Buddhism, right? Oh, jump. <laughs> uh, there's this uh, a nirvana. That's the goal, uh, in the sense. Yeah. Then then the second last part is to remove the desires of the world. Mm-hmm. But the last part is to de- remove the desires of the hereafter or what is internal. So that really uh, strike a chord with me where uh, has a lot of uh, has a lot of similarities with uh, Islamic spirituality, where we really uh, manage our nafs yeah. and and uh, remove the love of, of manage the love of the world uh, in a in a way la. Like Buddhism, the spirituality in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> digress. So you're saying that in relation to the point of uh, born Muslim marriages also face the same issues that well, yeah, you yeah you might have uh, Muslims where you don't practice and another one practices because. Mm. Our own faith also goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you feel quite once. Sometimes you just blank out, gone. Yeah. <laughs> mm, correct, correct. Yeah, not just the practices, like the beliefs and part. Um, when you have arguments about the theology part, you see, ah, uh, uh, the conflict about that part. If it's not settled before marriage, when mm. it is, uh, when when, when it, it comes, in comes into the marriage, it will affect the children. Yeah. you see, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess in summary, uh, from sisters Elena's sharings and both of your experiences, um, see that, you know, I think we're we so happy to be joined by both of you guys today because both of you guys have had a pretty uh, fulfilling childhood leading to your discovery, rediscovery of Islam mm-hmm. as, as born Muslims, right? So pretty much you guys grew up as uh, typical Muslim. born Muslims, right? I'm yeah. going to say, you yeah. know. We, I think we came into an expectation of this recording thinking that as a second gen Muslim they grow up much more differently than more Muslims do mm-hmm. but in reality you know especially in Singapore I feel where religious religion is pretty uh, you know homogeneous throughout there are some outliers but still you know we, we, we still keep the community pretty standard right even as a second gen you know or just a normal your whole family, your, your, they're all Muslims, right? We still experience the same similar childhood growing up. But, you know, from what, the, from the differences in which uh, Brother Adil shared and also Brother Ismail shared, right? You can see that the kind of preparation that parents come into a marriage, especially for convert marriages, they affect the uh, child. And like what Sister Dina said, if you don't settle these uh, issues before marriage, you bring it into the marriage, then when you have a kid, that's yeah. where all the issues will start coming up, bubbling into the surface. So for parents who are, you know, uh, for converts who are thinking of getting into marriage, for converts who have, who are expecting a children or who have just, uh, who are, you know, raising a child now, you know, if you guys have any ideological differences that have, have not been addressed in the past, you know, and perhaps have stemmed from the incomplete understanding of Islam from the converts' perspective where, you know, it was something that we quickly forget about and we put at the back of our minds because this is not a usul of Islam, right? But, you see, when we raise a, when we raise a kid, right, we are not just imparting ilm, we are imparting our mindset. So, do talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. coming into a marriage, coming into uh, building a family. 
and as second gen converts right uh we, we would just like to end with this actually we've covered the uh, convert marriages portion for the parents but that's that, that's the kind of uh learning point we want to impart for today right mm-hmm. for from both of you we just want to ask right uh for for the second gen Muslim who is facing the issues that we've discussed about today, right? Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to them? You know, just before we close up the episode. Okay. So, it would be more on my thoughts on like uh convert marriages, right? Or yeah. what it's like being uh, like in uh, how uh marriages in uh for converts should be dealt with, right? Uh, or you can share your advice to a second gen Muslim. Okay, I think, firstly, uh, for second gen Muslim or for. For second, plus people like you, you know. Oh, for people like children me. Children of converts, Okay, basically for children of converts, yeah. Okay. Sorry, my terminologies are. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So, um, I think from my experience, right, just be patient with yourself. Okay, when you're growing up as a second gen Muslim, just like me, okay, I was patient. I was really patient with my dad because I understood he was a Muslim convert. He cannot have the knowledge of an imam yeah. suddenly like oh, why sure. he's like a. He's gonna be my leader. You know, he uh, was progressing as a leader when he had me. So I had to progress with him as his son. So be patient with him and uh, be patient with your parents. You know, I know it's not easy. Like, you know, look at Brother Ismail's case. You know, it's not easy. You cannot just like expect him. But at the same time, you must have, you must strengthen your faith and your iman in Allah because he's the only one that will uh, push you forward. Okay, I think I want to refer to one surah. I think one that is very close to my heart is Surah Al Qasas, mm-hmm. where Musa's uh, Musa Alaihissalam, a uh, prophet Musa Alaihissalam, uh, mother had to throw him into the river, right? Yeah. So remember that Allah said in verse ten, he had to, uh, they had to strengthen her heart so that she could emotionally let him go. Mm-hmm. If you know Allah didn't come. She would have just disclosed where he was, mm. right? So, but the thing is, what Allah wanted to emphasize in that surah was it was him that strengthened her heart. So, right now, be patient. That's all I, I ask from everyone and to have faith in Iman. Alhamdulillah. That is actually pretty good advice. So, uh, we shine the spotlight to Brother Ismail. Inshallah, any nasiha for any young second gen Muslims facing your circumstances? Uh, well, in my mind, I just, I was, uh, in my mind, I just thought of um, whoever has uh, like mixed. Uh, I mean, if you're you're a second gen uh, convert in that sense, children's convert, mm-hmm. children's of converts, then most likely you'll be of mixed heritage. So celebrate your heritage, like like enjoy and dwell in both of your uh, your the diversity that you have. Uh, it might dilute due to the you don't you don't have two parents but uh yeah you have the opportunity to uh discover your your own self as as a uh, whatever your cultural <coughs> background may be yeah so so that's for me thank you very much that's also a good reminder and advice uh i also want to say that from our sharing here uh Everyone has their own circumstances and their own um, background and there are certain things that we can't control. Things like uh, family or upbringing uh, or uh, this kind of certain challenges. But what we can control ultimately, how we worship Allah, how we return to Allah, it's up to us and it's within our control. So 
for me, uh, that was something that I learned through my journey as a children of convert. And and like both of you mentioned also, the spirituality part is is actually your own personal journey. You see, yeah. Uh, thank you both of you, brother Ismail and brother Adil, for coming on and joining our podcast. <laughs> thank you, brother Sidik, for hosting the episode as well. Uh, with that, we have come to the end of our episode. We hope that you've benefited from their sharings. And we'll uh, end with Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-As. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu an la ilahad anta astaghfiruka wa tubi like. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal asl innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa aminu salihati wa tawasaw bil haqi wa tawasaw bil sabr. And uh, inshallah, our series next week will also shine a different perspective on convert marriages uh, in our Fundamentals to of Faith series. So stay tuned for our episode next week and uh, we will see you around. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.